It has happened. I have found my guy. I'm geeked over one guy right now in the NBA draft. It's next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I am David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz Locked on Jazz. Today, I have found my guy that I think the Jazz should draft at nine. I'm all in. I'm an all-time believer completely across the board. Jazz have a new assistant coach. We'll give you a little breakdown on who he is first. Then we'll talk about Jalen Hood, Shafino, and Nick Smith Jr., who I watched, plus Chris Paul and Damian Lillard. Where do they end up? And what did Denver do to dominate game number three? It's all on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. As I mentioned, I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz and Jazz NBA Insider. And this is the daily podcast on your Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it better to be a Jazz fan. Each and every day, every dayers, thank you so much for being a part of the program each and every day. We are available and free on all podcasting apps on YouTube. Conversation yesterday on YouTube was incredible. I went back through and read all 60 comments. Uh, so that was awesome. Great job. I'll throw in a bunch of questions if you're watching on video at the bottom as the show goes on. And you can uh, ask your question, uh, your comments uh, there as well. So, uh Please jump board, subscribe, follow on all those things. Uh, greatly appreciate all of you. And really, as I mentioned, the everydayers are the best. Uh, today's show is brought to you in part uh, from our good friends. Oh, the drama of who it's going to be. The good friends at Bird Dogs. They're so awesome. Okay, I'll tell you more about them later. Today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. And when you enter the promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I got two pairs of them. And just They like have vaulted to the top of the list of, of shorts right now. All right. I will tell you the guy I love in just one moment. Uh, but just on news, the Jazz reported to be hiring Rick Higgins, the uh, of the, who was with the Houston Rockets as one of their head coaches. Jazz's, Jazz have, are, are losing some coaches. Alex Jensen, uh, Irv Roland. I haven't heard official word on Brian Bailey, but I would not be surprised at all if he ended up going to Atlanta. Um, so this is a filling one of the spots of the coaching staff. Rick Higgins, dad, Rod Higgins played in the NBA for a long time and was an, a, a general manager in the NBA as well. So he's a second generation NBA guy knows the game really, really well. His coaching background takes him from uh, working with Steve Clifford, uh, who was, you know, really is one of the great head coaches in the league, one of the super guys in the league, um, with both the Hornets, uh, both with Charlotte, and then he moved on uh, to work with Steve Silas in Houston uh, most recently, and then was specifically working with Jalen Green on the Houston Rockets team. He was their summer league head coach, and I think he played college ball at – Colorado and Cal Poly, if I have it uh, right, kind of grew up a Bay Area kid. So Rick Higgins will be one of the Jazz new assistant coach. Um, I think the Jazz uh, have announced that Evan Brads is going to be their summer league head coach. 
Um, Sean Sheldon is still on the staff from a year ago. So you have still some pieces. Jason Terry, I think, still with the team. Uh, you have some pieces, but you have turnover. You have Alex Jensen, Irv Rowland have both moved on. Um, as I said, I haven't heard on Brian Bailey. And then there's a whole tier of next coaches that were kind of uh, working their way up. Um, some really, really good guys, Sanjay Lampkin, um, and some other guys in that group uh, who Chris Jones, uh, who you see a lot of, was working with Walker, and I'm not entirely sure what the status uh, with all those guys are. So we'll we'll find out uh, as time goes on, and I'll or I'll make some phone calls and find out. All right, let's get to it. I love Kobe Bufkin. I really do. It's the first guy that I have watched that I just am in on. I'm in. Not a lot of doubts. Um, Kobe Bufkin is a second-year player out of Michigan. He played almost none his first year. He played 28 games, played about 11 minutes a game, and then this year he really prospered. Um, I'm making this comment about a guy who I've watched three games of. Okay, the the caveat of all caveats. Uh, Kobe Bufkin will turn 20 in September, so he is still young. In fact, if you think about it, he didn't turn 19 until after his freshman year. So he played his entire freshman year at 18 years old. So he was young throughout this whole process. There's a bunch of guys who get held back and do things like that. He was a four-star recruit out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then went to Michigan. I've watched three games, most importantly the Kentucky game and the Indiana game, one in London and one on the road. I like watching road games. He was the best player on the floor in both games by a mile. By a mile. And that includes Jalen Hood-Safino, and that includes Cason Wallace. When he was the best player in the Kentucky game, I took note. When he was then the best player in the Indiana game, I fell. Here's why. Now, there are still a question mark or two, but I actually think the question marks fall quite nicely. The first question is, is he a point guard? And the second question is, what happens when he gets more? And I like the answer to both of those questions, and that's why I'm in on Kobe Bufkin. So he's a left-hander. He's super quick. When he gets space, which he gets none of at Michigan because they had a big man named Dickinson who's sitting in the middle of the lane all the time, he beats his guy. He beat almost everyone I watched every time he wanted to go one-on-one. If he didn't beat them, he has a little step back in the lane. He actually does a little thing where he kind of comes back right to create some space and hits the shot or can't hit it. He's an 86% free throw shooter. That means he'll be, he's a, he's a 36%, three, 85% free throw shooter, 86% three-point shooter. The 85% free throw shooting tells me that the shot is real. It looks good. It's he on balance. He's left-handed. They run him on a lot of handoffs. In fact, they use the big guy to get some handoffs. He runs them nicely. He comes off the curl. He gets in the lane. Um, he makes the pass if necessary. He has, as I mentioned, the ability to pull back. He makes good reads, not great reads, but good reads, but the spacing is terrible. His one weakness, it's, it, the three weaknesses or things that are question marks 
to me are all solvable easily. And that's what has me so excited about Kobe Buffton. Well, he's not strong enough, but it's not like he's 22. He's not strong enough at 19 years old. He weighs 195 pounds on a good six, five frame. Like I, you know, I do, I think he's, his game actually, I hate, I, I, this is like, his game reminds me a little bit of um, the guy I watch who I, I actually think, and this guy's too good. I don't think, I don't know if he'll be this good. Is he reminds me a little bit of Desmond Bain. Um, Desmond Bain, though, is the best off the bounce shooter in the NBA. So that's a bad comp because you shouldn't comp guys to the best at something. But Bain's muscu- much more muscular at 6'5, 215. Buffkin's 6'5, 195. Like, I think he can get somewhere to like 205 or 210. And then he, and it looks like a good frame. If he can do that, maybe just 205, then he's a totally different player. But there's no question to me. If he gets more, he's going to be more. Now, I don't know his brain. I don't know watching, you know, I don't get to sit down and talk to him and all these other things. But the one thing I did see about him that I truly love was his body language and his actions. So, Jed Howard's on that team. He doesn't pass. No problem. When Jed Howard puts up a shot, Kobe Buffkin's hands are in the air. He's about to pump up. He's fired. Every time one of his players makes a play, he's fired up. I saw not one incident, which you see of like rolling the eyes. Like there are times he is wide open in the corner. Gimme, 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 gimme. Other guy shoots. Yes. Boom. Like beautiful. Loved it. The off ball act motions of him when he's the only guy you're watching. It's why I like to watch games instead of synergy. Were just fantastic. When he shoots, you think it's going in. He's quick. He's beating guys off the bounce. He showed me both a right-handed, left-hand drive. Really, really like Kobe Bufkin. Would make a real claim for Kobe Bufkin at nine. In the YouTube comments, feel free to add whether you would or not. So it's interesting. Like, he's not talking about that high. I don't think I would risk him getting to 16. Because I don't know that he does. Somebody else has got to be seeing this. But really, really like, first guy I've seen... Like, I like Case. I'll, talk, I'll discuss the difference. Like, Case, we'll talk about Case and Wallace here in a second. And then we'll talk about Jalen Hood Shafina, who I liked more than I thought it would. And, and I watched a little Nick Smith, not enough to make a lot of observations. We'll talk about all those three guys as we continue here on Locked on Jazz today. And then we'll talk about Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, where are they going to end up and what did Denver do? Um, all those things continue here on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by the Bird Dogs. Oh, they're just so. Terrific. Um, really, we're very fortunate. Bird Dog uh, sent us a pair, each a pair. I got two pairs from Bird Dog. And um, I'd seen the ads. I'd seen my Instagram's got them. I hadn't tried them yet, though. Oh, I get it now. Like, I had just bought a bunch of new shorts. And so funny how, like, the Bird Dogs had just risen to the top of, like, the ones I wear uh, most awesome. Their stretch khaki shorts uh, are designed to give you a uh, a fit that's a little slimmer through the thigh and legs, giving you a better look. Um, they fit way better than a bunch of the other shorts I have. Um, they have, they invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you can get a way slimmer fit. Um, and then they use the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day. Um, it's sweet. Like 
Um, and the Tumblr is great also, by the way. You go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA and enter the promo code LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style Tumblr with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style Tumblr. You won't take off your bird dogs. That, that, they, that's their line, and that's so true. Um, here's the ones I got. Uh, if you look at it, one of them is kind of a casual look, and then it holds to be that casual look. And then another was was actually what I like was a kind of a workout style short. Um, but the uh, what they ended up doing is they uh, they have and they have like kind of a fake fly in the front. And so they actually look nicer. And I actually had them out on the golf course the other day. Um, I think they were the April Big Canyons uh, shorts uh, that had that. And then I think the Uncle Box were the other one I got. So really, um, check them out. It's all at birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. I promise it's the short that you'll end up wearing more and more. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting uh, platforms and apps and glad to have you aboard. So I have uh, professing my love today for Kobe Buckner. I, I, I really think I do. Like, I think he's going to shoot lights out. I think he's going to get space in the NBA. I think he's going to be able to score. I think he's going to get stronger and be able to finish. I think he handles well enough he can play off the pick and roll or off the handoff. I think he makes reads well enough that he can become a ball handler. Um, you know, is in the game against Indiana, the game completely changes when he actually plays the point guard. They have this little McDaniels or someone freshman Dominion point guard gets the ball in his hands all the time. As the season goes on, Buffkin gets in his hands more and more, and, and they're better when he has the ball in his hands. And then he's got two guys that don't pass. Jed Howard and Dickinson don't pass. So I don't like his team much, which I don't think a lot, which prevented him from being uh, the whole day. But I'm in. Like, I was texting with Leaf Tulene last night, and uh, I text him, I- I'm fully in. Um, he actually said that his, his comp is Emmanuel quickly, which I've heard a few times. I, um, I, I, I think he's better than Emmanuel quickly. I, I'm not an Emmanuel quickly lover. He said, here, here's a little bit of what I just said to you, but here was my text to Leaf last night. He's the best player on the floor in both in the games I've watched by a large margin. He shows a burst that an NBA space will be great. He can shoot. 83% free throw means he'll be able to shoot. He stops on balance, has a mid-range game. He has an explosion to the rim. He's still young. He will get stronger, and when he does, he'll be really dynamic. Love his body language. Always rooting on his teammates. Cheering when Jed Howard makes a shot, even when he was completely ignored how open he was. Directs traffic. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Well, let's get to that in a second. Tells teammates where to go. He'll be more aggressive without the big man in the middle, and an NBA space will flourish. I think he could be really, really good. I love lefties. Plays the game right. Like when he plays point. Wish he did it more. Don't have a comp, though. I don't have a comp. I've had a hard time with a comp. Like, um, but <clears throat> he, and I don't really love the Emmanuel quickly comp, but I guess um, that that might not be bad. Um, so anyway, give me your thoughts on Kobe Buffett. Let's talk about a few other guys um, who I looked at the other day. Uh, they include Jalen Hood Shafino, who... Uh, I'll be honest, was better than I thought he was going to be. The concern on Jalen, not just, so Jalen hood Safino is a guard out of Indiana. His shooting numbers are really, really bad. And so I, I, I thought I was going to be concerned about him, but he really plays the pick and roll. Well, he does read what's going, he makes the correct read and hits the right guy on, on it. 
He's got a nice pull-up jumper, and he's got a nice hesitation game. So there was a lot more to like out of Jalen Hood Safino than I actually thought I was going to see. And I can see where people like him. I'm a little concerned that there's no bounce. Like, I don't think he has any bounce at all. Um, and I'm not sure that he's elite athletically. Um, he reminds me a little bit of a D'Angelo Russell, where I think he could have a hard time defensively, and I don't know that I think he's ever getting to the rim in the NBA. Now, D'Angelo Russell was a second pick of the draft and you know, in a year in Brooklyn was a pretty darn good. But like he kind of reminds me of D'Angelo Russell in that um, crafty pick-and-roll sense. This is Jalen hood Shafino that we're talking about. The uh, crafty pick-and-roll sense, no bounce, not getting to the rim a great deal. He's super strong, but at the same time, he's really heavy-legged. Now, he moves okay defensively. I, I was watching that to see whether or not he would get kind of overwhelmed defensively because his legs were so heavy, and I didn't I didn't see that. I, would, I haven't looked at our numbers on him. I would be surprised just watching him if he's good in transition um, because it just didn't seem to me – there was one transition where he was crafty, and finished. There was another two times. And I see the same thing on Anthony Black. I am so, so curious on Anthony Black, by the way. I don't see it. Like, I, I get it. He's like a top 10 pick. Everyone else in the world sees Anthony Black. I mean, I'm so curious to see if Anthony Black turns into be a really good NBA player. And then I'll be really curious for me to go back and try to figure out what's what I missed. Uh, I mean, his size is awesome. Anthony, We're talking about Anthony Black now. His size is awesome. His size is awesome. And maybe that's enough. Um, but back to Jalen hood Safino, he, he was in the 31st percentile in rim finishing. That doesn't surprise me watching him. Um, he was in the 19th percentile in transition. Yeah, that, does, that matches to what I just saw. Um, he was in the third, 22nd percentile in spot up, which I'm, which Kind of maybe he's short on a lot of his shots, but he's pretty darn good off the bounce. He was in the 73rd percentile off the bounce. He took 196 shots on off the bounce, which is that mid-range game. And that's why he reminds me of D'Angelo Russell. Um, and that's the most of any guard. So he like understands the pick and roll, understands the spacing, understands the hesitation, understands where to get his shot, gets his shot off, really likes that like 19 footer above the top of the key and makes him at 46%, which is really a pretty high level. Um, he didn't get a lot of spot up shots. His wide open catch and shoots, he was 13 of 43. His overall catch and shoots, he was 20 of 64. So he his effective field goal percentage on spot ups this year was 29%. So he does need that dribble to get that shot off. And then, as I said, he just looks heavy. Like, but like I just comped him. Like the problem is you only comp the guys that are successful in the league. But I just comped Jalen Hutchfino to D'Angelo Russell scored 20 points a game in the NBA. So that's probably a bit much. But he is big. Like, he's got a big body, and I think big matters at that point. And I think he'll be able uh, to make plays uh, on the offensive end. I Kobe Bufkin first. Of my guards, Kobe Bufkin. Kobe Bufkin over Casey Wallace. Kobe Bufkin over Jalen Huchifino. Kobe Bufkin over Anthony Black. Kobe Bufkin over... I don't know who else is on that list. Uh, I watched a little Nick Smith Jr., 
he had a knee issue all year long, which makes him really, really interesting because you've got to figure out what is the first thing that I noticed on Nick Smith. Well, the first thing I noticed is the body works like he matches. He looks NBA and he's super active. Okay. So that's the first thing I noticed. The second thing I noticed is he's never on balance. He was never on balance when he's driving to the basket and coming set. Like you watch Hood Safino, you watch Bufkin. They're driving, they're setting that foot, they're getting on balance. Nick Smith never's on balance. That's why he shot 38% from the field and 39% on twos and 34% on threes. Now, the 6'5", 185 is like great. And the activity level is great. And the he actually feels like he's got to play for the game. And his defense is impactful. There's a, I haven't watched enough. I've watched three quarters of a game. But he's never on balance. And that jumped out to me as kind of now. Why the knee is so interesting is because is he never on balance because of the knee? Right? Was that is that the issue of why he's never on balance is because of the knee. And that makes it a little tricky to try to figure that out. And you probably got to go back and watch. My guess is that in college, in high school, when he's the number one recruit in the country, he doesn't have to get on balance because he's just so much more athletic than everyone else. And that's the difference. That would be my guess. All right. Dame Lillard and Chris Paul, where are they ending up? Massive NBA news from yesterday. Uh, Dame Lillard just continues to talk about other teams. CJ McCollum goes on ESPN says he thinks the time's over for him there. It, it does feel that way. So we'll touch on those things. Um, and then Chris Paul, the word is he's going to be released, plus some NBA finals talk um, and any late rumors that are taking place as well. That's all as we continue here on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Today's show is brought to you by eBay Motors. That is the right price guarantee. That's what separates eBay Motors. The right parts, the right fit, the right prices, eBay Motors. Here's how it works. eBay Motors, you add your car, your ride to your something called My Garage, and then you look for the green check to know that the part will fit or you get your money back. That's the eBay guaranteed fit. And you can make sure every part you need fits right the first time around. It's just like in sports. Confidence is the name of the game. When you shop eBay Motors, you have that confidence. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when you have the right price guarantee. And that's what the green check mark gives you, the knowledge that you get the right price guarantee. Get the right parts. Get the right fit. Get the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. It's all at ebaymotors.com. For your second listen today, Locked on NBA Big Board, Leaf Tulin and Rafael Barlow walked through some interesting players yesterday, the hot names that are out there, all of the things that are taking place in the league uh, for you. So go check out Locked on NBA Big Board. And obviously, the Heat and the Nuggets and the reaction uh, to the game uh, I think is is worth uh, grabbing as well. Tomorrow will be our final Ask LOJ before the NBA draft. I'm only here Monday through Thursday next week, and then I'm out the week of the draft. So if you want to get your questions in, send me on Twitter, hashtag AskLOJ for our final Ask LOJ story. So here's the story in the NBA right now. Chris Paul is going to be released by the Phoenix Suns. There's a lot of question marks about it. It was kind of weirdly reported. It was strange it came out as what it did. 
talking to people who know more than I do, the word is that they're going to release Chris Paul and let him go, that they're not planning to re-sign him, that they get the full mid-level exception. And then the way for Phoenix to try to improve itself is to fill in with someone there as well as trying to maybe trade DeAndre Ayton. Those, those are their vehicle to get better. So where's Chris Paul go next year? Well, here's what gets really interesting about all this. Now, Dame Lillard, you have to move $40 million to get in on Dame Lillard. But Dame Lillard and Chris Paul are going to have the exact same teams that are interested in getting him. Like, they match the same. Which would you rather have? Would you rather have Dame Lillard or would you rather have Chris Paul? But if James Harden goes to Houston, Philadelphia is in play. The Clippers are point guard short, so they're in play. The Lakers are point guard short, so they're in play. Now, Chris Paul is a free agent you can just sign, and that's probably a lot easier because Dame Lillard, you've got to trade for $40 million plus worth of contracts, and depending where you are, you have to match the really tightly match the contract based on the collective bargaining agreement, which makes this even more difficult. Dame Lillard just keeps talking. Like, he's now tr- willing himself out of Portland. It uh, uh, This has been ongoing, and it seems cordial, but there's just nothing I've seen that doesn't look more like that time is over. And C.J. McCollum even said on ESPN yesterday. I mean, Dame's saying he'd like to go to Miami unless they win championship, and then he doesn't want to go to Miami. Like, wow, like, how much are you thinking about leaving Portland? He also said he's interested in New York, he's interested in Brooklyn, and he had one other team. Uh, that he mentioned as well, Um, Boston. Okay. Um, He didn't mention Utah, fine. Um, But those are the same. I mean, Chris Paul, New York's interesting. I I don't know why they would do that with Jalen Brunson, but maybe. And Dame was had an incredible year last year. But now you also have this idea that Chris Paul's floating out there. Now, how much you can win with either of these guys right now, I think is a legitimate question. Dame's defense is an issue. And Chris Paul's age is an issue. They should both make you better than something. But it's a really, it's an interesting, interesting question on where they're going. Um, Zion Williamson, go Google search it. It's quite a story. Uh, Wizards might be in full rebuild. Which puts Bradley Beal in play which puts Kyle Kuzma's free agency in play, which also makes them really interesting at eight. They're a problem for us in this draft because I think they're going to take a point guard. But unless they're in full rebuild mode and then they're just taking whoever they can take. A little bit of how they drafted eights can be telling. If they don't take a point guard, they're not trying to fill out their roster. They're trying to rebuild their roster. Josh Hart of the Knicks has opted out. He likely will re-sign in New York, but he is a fabulous team player. All right, last night's NBA Finals game. Here's what I think, again, um, when your two best players do what Jokic and Murray did, you win. I love what's happening right here. What's really happening right now in the NBA, and this is, I, I love greatness, is Jokic is truly one of the great players in the NBA. And I said myself that I had a hard time voting for him for his third straight MVP because of the fact that you really were suddenly putting him into the pantheon of greatest players of all time. And I wasn't sure I was ready to do that. He's putting himself right now into the pantheon of greatest players of all time. And it's wonderful to see. Like, it's the greatest part about this is like, you get to like Nikola Jokic is vaulting himself on the list of where great players are. When you have 30, 20 triple doubles, I think numbers today are a little questionable because 
scoring so much and all that when you compare him over years. But on the other end, on the other end, like this is truly the best player we have right now. He's been the best player for three years. There aren't a lot of guys who've ever done that. And he is about to, on the verge of winning his first championship to go with two MVPs, which starts to put him in just a very, very, very exclusive class of players, which is super cool. Like when guys vault themselves in it and when we get to know we're watching and when the doubt is gone. Uh, Denver, last night, offensive ratings, another 117. Like they're just unstoppable. What's crazy is their first quarter offense was 100. And then they went 126 in the second and 123rd in the third, just to blow it out. Though their defense is the story. Or Miami missing threes. Like the three-point variance on Miami is just so much of the story night to night. But Miami's offensive rating in the first quarter was 100. Second quarter was 104. And third quarter was 91. Miami went 8 of 23 at the rim last night. Jokic playing a little rim defense. I mean, one of the concepts we talked about is that Denver doesn't defend the rim very well. And Miami doesn't get to the rim very much. Here's Miami getting to the rim. 23 shots is a decent amount. But they only go 8 of 23. On the flip side, in the third quarter, my Denver just abused the rim. They had 11 rim shots in the third quarter alone. That's a rim shot a minute. Don Rickles didn't even get that. Okay, sorry. Super bad dad joke. Uh, So, well, really, that's kind of where I should just end this because that was terrible. I don't think I can transition out of that. I hope you have a bad smile on your face, a little cringe. A little wonder. All right, tomorrow's Ask LOJ. Last one before the NBA draft with me. Leaf will be with you the next week or the week of the draft. Um, so uh, feel free to jump board. Send me your hashtag Ask LOJ. Great conversation in the YouTube chat room. I'll go check it out. Thanks very much for tuning in to Locked on Jazz. Rimshot. Dot. It was bad. See ya. It, it was. It was. It was really bad, wasn't it? You're. You're. You're just. Yeah. See ya.